0: What's up folks, it is Friday, Eve, Thursday night for those who like to keep track of the days of the week and yes it is episode 149 and it's been a while since the last time that we spoke to the one man crew, yes those words that I'm saying, listen to what I'm telling you, the one man crew, it's been a while, Jimmy Smith from On The Road To Victory and you guys can always follow him on OTR, the number two, Victory on social media Everywhere from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to Twitch, he's got his own brand. If you don't believe it, look on True Social. It's on there. The man is all over the place, always throwing out some good content. So the only one, too, to match the energy of the Godfather, the only one that can do it. So if someone goes viral with the Godfather, usually it's Jimmy Smith. But he is on with us tonight, talking to some birds. as we're getting ready for preseason game number two with the Cleveland Browns. And as always, we thank you for tuning in tonight. We do appreciate Sean, the Godfather, of course, Debbie over in the studio, B, all here tonight, just to enjoy yourselves, have as much fun, not as much fun as the Sean Watson, because it was upgraded. The suspension so much for six games, an additional five. And we'll get into that a little bit more as well. And uh, what was handed to him and what he expects to do from that point. And yes, he cannot go to the convention that's coming up in just two more weeks out there in Cleveland. So Somebody might want to keep close eyes on the Sean Watson throughout the whole entire time. But with all that being said, we thank you so much for tuning in from Australia to Toronto, Canada, all the way across the U.S. and down to South America. We all appreciate you for tuning in. We thank you for your support, and don't forget always to like and subscribe to the channel on YouTube, which helps us bring great content to you as well. So thank you to everyone once again this evening. Hang on to your seats as we get ready to start up episode one forty nine. Halfway, almost to halfway point, to two hundred episodes. So season three underway. We appreciate everyone tuning in. I'm Angel, and welcome to Broad Street South. Now that one guy, of course, I can never do the show without. The man, the, live, the myth, the viral now legend. Yes, the viral legend is with us tonight. It is the Godfather. Fuji, what's happening tonight? You had it? You... Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> Week two, the Browns. Eagles practice Sunday, one o'clock. Jimmy Smith in the building from on the road to victory. 24A is the kickoff angel. Let's get the party rocking. Let's do it. How are you? How's everybody doing out there in Philly and around the world, stateside? How are you? Happy Friday. Let's get the party rocking
0: yes sir it is uh live tonight here at the lg direct sales solution studios in beautiful tampa florida where we finally broke the heat index after some 39 days in a row so thankfully today only got up to about 94 degrees compared to the 100 plus that we've been having for the last month and x amount of days so felt actually like summer unlike the desert heat so that's a good thing and uh, listen next time don't forget to actually hit the unmute because as much you get yourself fired up don't forget to always do that, but it's okay. Listen, you're the man, I, you're the man behind
1: the class here, my man. So you ought to be able to <laughs> hit that button <laughs> when I'm going off on a rant, I'm fired up. Let's get the party going. Get Sean on the mic, get Jimmy up there. Let's just, let's dive into the birds.
0: Well, listen, since you want to get extremely there, fired up. Where's that? Uh, I'm looking for my, for all my speakers here. And yes, as we transition everybody over Here's everyone, Sean. Thank you for joining in. And of course, as we talked about in the very beginning of the show, here, Jimmy Smith, host writer for On the Road to Victory. And again, you guys seem to follow him on social media and help him out as well. Because, again, as I say to everybody else, it is not easy to put these shows together, the content you have to put up there, because it can be repetitive. It always has to be fresh and new all the time. And when you hold down a full time job plus doing this, It's a lot of things you have to do. So, Sean, first of all, thank you for joining once again, our sports contributor. How are you this evening? Pretty good. How about yourself, Angel and Fudge and Jimmy? How are you guys doing tonight? Good. 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 Good the man of the hour here with us this evening. It is Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, uh, I know you, you not only come on with us tonight, but you also had just kicked off your show not too long ago. So good job there by doing the double and triple duty for today. I'm pretty sure your day has just gotten extended by another 45 minutes or so.
2: Hey man, uh, anything I can do to talk birds, I'm going to do it. And uh, when you guys ask me to come on, I'm always making sure I make time for that. So, Dude, I understand it. Look, sometimes you got to put Fuji on mute. You know, he's got so much fire. We didn't want to burn the place down just yet. So I love to see it, though, man. Uh, I'm doing great. Great to meet Sean. But Angel, Fuji, you guys, you guys are always awesome. So to be here, be ready to talk some birds. Um, I couldn't ask for a better night. So, yes, this is round two for me today. been dealing with some stupid COVID the last couple weeks, but uh, not keeping me down from this exciting offseason the Eagles are having. So thanks for having
0: me. Listen, not a problem whatsoever. and You know, we like to to have as much fun as we possibly can on the show here. And always when you bring it, listen, I've said it before, and I said it just before we started. You're the only man that can bring the super hype, Just like that man directly across from you, because Fuji has gone completely viral. In case you missed the video, you can catch it. Matter of fact, see, now I have to reach out to his agent, Jimmy, in order to get him on the show. So it's a complete different ballgame since the last time you are on here. So now I got to call him Mr. Fiorimondo. I got to call him, you know, Mr. Godfather. It's ridiculous what I have to do now.
2: Now it's Hollywood, Fuji, huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) I love that video, by the way. Love it. I, I loved every second of it.
0: Oh, uh, thank you. It was uh, always changing up the game just to keep everybody else on their toes to try and do the best I possibly can. But it's always good to change it up because it, it's got to keep it fresh and new and exciting and it makes it better for for all of us. But let's just uh, start off before I guess we get into some Eagles preseason game two out there in Cleveland as we have our Cleveland theme tonight. The Sean Watson suspension. And this is Jimmy. On the NFL, because the NFL knows that they screwed up the first time around. Then they insert this judge that they had full confidence in, according to them, had a complete and full confidence that she was going to get the job done. And, you know, that it, that's a person who they appointed. So she went through all the evidence, went through everything, combed it out and said, OK, he's deserving of six games. And Roger Goodell basically said, "Mm, listen, I don't think you're that bright, even though we did suggest that you're the person to put in there, but we don't think you did such a good job. And since I, Roger Goodell, have screwed up so much, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm just going to denounce what you said. Let's add an additional five games, $5 million from Deshaun Watson. Oh, and by the way, he's got to get treatment. And yes, not from the massage therapy type treatment. He actually has to get psychological treatment for that one as well. So coming from your end. How bad does this make the NFL? On top of everything else they've screwed up. Look now,
2: they just dug themselves a bigger hole. A bigger hole with this because let's be real here, guys. Uh, the sixth game was atrocious. To hear at first, you got guys like Calvin Ridley getting a full year suspension for gambling. Uh, we've seen the you know physical assault. We've seen all kinds of different things throughout the years where they aren't getting these big you know, at suspensions to get these little things, this, that, the other thing. Well, now you have an opportunity and look, whether or not, whatever anyone believes, you know, he wasn't this, that, the other thing, it's all accusations, 20, like four counts. Okay. That's a lot. Um, There's something going on there. So, you know, you put a hindrance on the NFL. This is your chance to be like, okay, we're putting our foot down. We just did that with gambling. So at least we're going to give him a year. Nope. You get smacked in the mouth by like Angel just said a year a six-game suspension with the person you put in charge. So now you look like an ass. Now you got to go against her, and you asked for more. They wanted almost a full season there, they were asking, but they met in the middle there and ended up on 11 games. First team back against the Texans week 13, Jesus. But it's just like, what are you doing? So now they just look like idiots that have, you know, oh, we settled and he's going to give money to treatment. And oh, yeah, he's getting treatment for something he didn't do, but he's affected by it because he didn't do it, but he did it. And he's apologizing for what he didn't do. Yeah. That just looks really stupid.
0: It does. It looks, I mean, it's just so dumb because again, Roger Goodell, he knows, I mean, there's been so many things that the NFL has screwed up on. And now you're trying to make an example, knowing that once again, and, and if there's any ladies that are tuning in and hearing this, whether it's live, whether it's on the, on the replay and the audio download, understand that I am not defending Deshaun Watson, but what end up happening is of course, He never got charged in criminal court. He never was arrested or anything else. So if the NFL was supposed to have done their job, they should have done it prior to any trade from Cleveland. When he was in Houston, they let it sit for over a year. They're waiting to see what happened. The women came, they testified, They did everything they're supposed to. But again, the biggest flub being that you put this female judge in the place because you guys wanted to say, you know what, she's going to take care of business. We've got full confidence that she knows exactly what she's doing and everything's going to be okay. And then you screwed up once again. So Roger Goodell continues to get worse and worse and worse. And I can't wait for him to come here to Philadelphia once again or up to Philly because in Tampa they don't boom as much as they do in Philly. But I can't wait here to hear the booze all over again because once again you screwed up. And then for the women who try to – Not even partially defend Goodell. He just makes himself look even more stupid. So again, 11 game suspension. Yes, he does come back. Everybody will forget all about it, but Jimmy and I, and I've asked this before to other people, if let's just say, and and of course it, it would be a miracle if Cleveland at that point in the season, let's just say have, have won. let's, let's go with five games, right? So they're 11 games, five and six. He comes back and marches them into the playoffs. How much will all this go away if for some miraculous reason does Sean Watson, first year out of gate with Cleveland, wins the Super Bowl, does it just go away and everybody forget all about it and they're riding his high horse during the Super Bowl?
2: A lot to impact there, Angel. Uh, look, if he comes back and there is sitting, you know, a little bit prettier than what you had said, I think you know that he could definitely step in. Jacoby Brissett, you know, is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league, I think. They've got a pretty stacked roster, a good defense, a great run game. So I think that they can get by with Jacoby Brissett. If they can win six games, seven games, he comes back, gets them in the playoffs. Um, you know, we'll just go with your scenario. If they're able to do that, that just kind of speaks to the way the world is today. If this guy goes out and wins the Super Bowl, nobody's going to care. And, uh, I mean, I will care. People will care. But that's just kind of the way things go. I mean, if you're a superstar – Nobody gives you shit. If he was a nobody, then maybe they'd be on his ass a little bit more. So it's kind of messed up the way the world is. But I, I mean, if he comes out and starts balling out, I don't think anyone's going to really care. Um, I think the people in his division are still going to hassle him. The people of, you know, the Houston Texans fans. I think people are always going to have it out for him. But uh, I think the mass majority, the media, you already see a good amount of people like, look, he didn't get charged. I got his back. So he wins the Super Bowl. I think it all kind of just <coughs> flutters away, and I think it's going to flutter away anyway. Because, as sad as it is to say, people are always looking for the flavor of the week, and they just wanted this to be over so they could move on to something else.
0: Well, we'll see. It's it's going to be a tale of two tales as it as this continues Absolutely. to unravel, keeps going. It, it's going to be amazing because again, one change of a story could change the outcome as far as for Cleveland Browns, but they believed in him. They thought, that, you know what, we're going to take that gamble. We're going to give him the highest amount of money ever, which then comes down to when it comes to the CBA talks, how much is enough for a lot of these players? Because we know there's a couple other quarterbacks that are coming up for different contracts. Now, you made him the highest paid quarterback. You also have a Baltimore Raven that's coming up on a brand new contract. You also have, even though he's not eligible as of yet, but if Jalen Hurst <coughs> turned out to be in a fantastic season in a good position, he will be looking for a brand new contract. So then it raises a question, Jimmy, at, at what point do we start seeing now MLB money? Do we start seeing quarterbacks at $300, $400 million? We saw Kyler Murray, right? They had that, that clause in his contract. They took it away after the embarrassment that they put on there. Yeah. So then how much starts becoming enough? And, of course, that savings gets passed on to who? The season ticket holders and your average fan. So then when does the, all the madness stop?
2: I I don't think it stops, and that's the sad part. Um, You know, the money is something I always like to pride myself on, understanding the cap and figuring things out because that is always the most important thing to keep your mind on because that is what the teams are. You know, you you could be your favorite player. If this guy is going to save the money, this, that, the other thing. You always have to look into those things. So the most important positions, we're finding more guaranteed money. You're finding GMs like Howie Roseman who know how to work this cap system, who know how to get a guy like A.J. Brown traded here with very little cash space because he gives him that big guaranteed money up front. You allow that dead money or the dead years on these contracts that spread out the cash space, all that great stuff. So now what you're doing is creating the capability for teams to just give all of this guaranteed money. So now what you're seeing is a guy like Deshaun Watson, he's getting that kind of money. Well, you know, the next quarterback, Lamar Jackson, whoever it may be is going to say the same thing. Well, I don't have any, I don't have 20 plus sexual assault cases. I've made it to the playoffs. I've done this. Look, I think it is only getting worse from here. And the thing of it is, is next year with these new TV deals, the cap is going to go up. So they've got more money to spend. The agents are saying, well, that's more money for my quarterback. And look, every position is going to be saying that, you know, oh, this position is more important now, this, that, the other thing. But quarterback will always be number one. So I think, honestly, within the next couple of years, you're going to start seeing those kind of insane baseball contracts where, It's because the cap's going up that allows that to happen. You can't just obviously feed your quarterback all the money. And, you know, obviously the Houston Texans did that, and the Texans sucked. So it's like you got to build a whole team. But as I mentioned with the A.J. Brown thing, giving someone this guaranteed money up front and then spreading out that cap, that a lot of times is working out for teams like the Eagles who have all of these pieces to add. So I think you're going to see a lot of it, man.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, well, we'll go from that conversation over to Fuji so he can actually talk about the actual preseason conversation. So, Fuji, take it away.
1: Got it, Sean. I'm looking forward to seeing this defense once again, you know, uh, with uh, Hassan Redick, another perfect performance with uh, Jordan Davis, you know. And see the secondary, but I heard today that James Bradbury has a, is struggling with a groin injury. Is that true?
2: Yes. Uh, he actually sustained that yesterday, okay. not thought to be anything serious, uh, but being precautious with everyone. Okay. Yeah. And you saw Devante had that groin ske- injury. We kept him for two weeks. Yeah. Sorry. didn't So
1: I'm just looking forward to seeing this. That's no, okay. Looking forward to see uh, Devontae back. Like you said, and uh, see what this running game can do, you know. Hopefully you see more Kennedy Brooks,
0: Kenneth Gainwell, and then go from there, you know. What do you think? Chris? Yeah,
2: well,
1: Yeah, Jimmy.
2: I was just going to say what he mentioned there, you know, Kenny Gainwell missing last week. You know, it'd be great to see him get some snaps. I think, you know, it's going to be 1A, 1B when it comes to Miles and Kenny, Devontae being back. Okay. I've been been known to say that uh look i'm not saying they're at that talent level, level yet but the comparison is how they complement each other it reminds me aj brown and Devonte smith of larry fitzgerald and anquan bolden i think having that route running specialist you know okay. in Devonte smith that reminds me of larry and i'm not again saying that they're in that category yet but i'm saying the way they grew up together having that one-two punch and then that bruiser that guy that compliments Devonte. i think These guys are going to open things up for Goddard, Quez. I think this is going to be such a fun offense to watch, but I'm with Sean on that. I want to see if maybe a Kennedy Brooks can have a little play here. Do we have to go out and bring a Jordan Howard back? Because beyond that, is DeAndre Torrey the guy? Who wants to be that goal linebacker? I understand Sirianni feels Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott can all make those plays. But I think fans and most people feel a power back would go a long way in this running back by committee. So I agree with Sean. I'd love to see some Kennedy Brooks here,
1: Jimmy. uh, I was reading Ed Kraft today on on Twitter, and he basically said the one pass that Devontae, the Jalen Hurts, threw to AJ Brown was probably the best pass he threw in all training camp thus far. I believe that between him and Devontae. Between AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, they basically burned both of Cleveland's D backs from what I was Now we take that all with a grain of salt
2: because Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom were out. They're one and two corners. So take it with a grain of salt, but it's great to see somebody coming back from a groin injury like Devontae Smith. And you Mm -hmm. know, everybody's overshadowed by A. J. Brown. Devontae's gonna be one of the best receivers in the game. So I think that one-two punch is going to be one nasty combo. You said it. He had a one-handed catch today. They said his best. When I went to that practice we were talking about uh, before the show, the moment I walked in, I see A.J. Brown jumping over Darius Slay and making one of those like one-handed catches. So if this catch he made today was even better than that, holy sh- um yeah, I love to hear that these guys just keep connecting day in, day out. That gets me very excited.
1: Jimmy, as far as the two things nice. that concern me mostly is the running game and the depth of safety. Can you touch on a little bit? I mean, Miles Sanders with the hamstring, he just can't seem to stay healthy.
2: You know, as soon as he showed up uh, two days ago with that leg soreness, it was God Everybody hates to see him on there because the only thing is nobody in the world is saying Miles Sanders does not have the talent. The problem is he cannot stay on the field. He saw zero touchdowns last year, so people are on his ass. They know he's coming into a contract year. You need to show it. So a lot is riding on this kid, and he knows that he came into this offseason working his hardest. He looks like the greatest he's been, but can he stay healthy? So, Fuji, I'm with you. That number one rushing attack last year obviously helped by having a dual-threat quarterback but we ran the ball 51% of the time in the regular season, the most of any team. And we will continue to do that with the best offensive line in the game. Same, all is going to be able to just fill right in for Brooks. And I think if they stay healthy, you allow this running back by committee to flourish. Now, as Sean had mentioned, what's up with Kennedy Brooks? I'd like to see him because as I feel good with Sanders and game, well, if they're healthy, but are you keeping Scott for another year? Are you, do you want to bring in youth or do you want to wait, bring back a Jordan Howard? So lot of questions for the running back room so i'm with you but i feel whoever's back there thank god they got the number one line in the game baby so keep pounding that damn ball because i cannot stress enough run the damn ball nick sirianni so we'll keep running that ball um and then your second question the safeties um that's a it's a great one because this was my number one camp battle going into training camp who would win these jobs now Unfortunately, Jaqueski Tart was dealing with some personal issues. Hope everything's all right. No idea what's going on there, but that made him lose a couple of weeks of practice. So, therefore, kind of a blessing in disguise because some of these back-end guys I really, really like. And we're talking about safeties. So, we'll say Marcus Evans, Anthony Harris, your starters. Now, beyond that, I think Andre Ray makes his team. He is a special teams <coughs> ace. Guy can play nickel corner and free safety. He just provides so much depth. I, I really love the kid. Think he makes it there. Do they give Kayvon another year to find out? Time will tell here. But you got guys like Reed Blankenship back there. Jared Maiden was just let go, uh, but you traded for Ugo Amadi. You got so many uh, younger guys with promise, but we're going to see who really wants to, you know, a guy like Tart Is he going to show, hey, man, I got versatility. I'm a veteran. I can help these young guys. So who wants to take their claim as one of these safeties? But we've got some injuries going on and some guys that don't want to step up. So now you've got guys like Josiah Scott being moved. And we've talked about this, you know, Josiah Scott, Mac McCain, Kerry Vincent, these are guys that can play nickel corner, can play free safety. You're finding, you know, a, a certain role that like 10 of these guys can all play. So who wants to be the best there? Uh, so a guy like Josiah, love what he's been doing, but Josh Joby is somebody, I think being slept on here. And I've seen in the past couple of days, people finally talk about him, but I want, I went to camp, man. And this kid was really impressing me. And, He's got those long arms. He played outside at Alabama. I think he's going to be more of an inside guy in the NFL, and I think he can play some safety, and he can help you, not only as a special teams gunner, but as a returner as well. So I think that there are those safeties, but there's also some corners that provide depth there. So uh, the secondary as a whole, I actually feel pretty damn good about it, and the reason I feel so comfortable is when you look at that front seven, I would have been perfectly fine before we even had Tart, because I think they're going to dominate. Um, and I think the secondary is going to do great, but don't get me wrong, guys. I'd still trade for Jesse Bates.
1: Just throwing that out there. Hey, that'd yeah, that'd be held. I agree. Up. Jim, as far as uh, Barry and Darius Slay, like, what's your take of uh, Tay Gowan and Trace McPherson? I mean, as far as depth at the corner position, now that is a little necked up.
2: That's a great question, and you know, opportunity earned right there josh joby got first team reps because of that bradbury uh, injury so you're looking at guys that get opportunity now so i love the question uh on my projected 53-man roster i had us keeping six corners actually and obvious top three are bradbury slay and maddox but beyond that i think Zach McPherson is somebody, you know, he can play inside, outside. He, uh, he was real raw last year, but I love the pick. I think he's going to have a bright future here. Tay Gowan I had making this team as well. I think that's somebody who can really help you as an outside kid that has a lot of upside. I know there were some off-the-field issues, this, that, the other thing, but this kid plays with a toughness. that He just screams Philadelphia to me, so I love him. And then Josh Joby, as I had mentioned. Now, you could consider Josiah Scott at defensive back. He is pushing for a spot here. So I might have to dabble, uh, mess with my 53-man projection a little bit. But I think Tay Gowan could definitely make this roster with McPherson and Joby as the three guys backing up those top three. And then maybe the Eagles go for a corner in the, with one of their first-round picks next year. You could have a pretty damn good secondary that just got to learn from some greats for a year.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Go ahead, Sean. I got a question for you. Reed Blankenship and uh, the guy from Clemson, the undrafted free agents, how are they uh, far in uh,
1: practice? Where do you see them going? I,
2: I like both of those kids. And Reed Blankenship, you know, the middle Tennessee kid who is, you know, only getting reps with second and third team right now, but he is showing out when given the opportunity. I think if we'd be lucky to have him on the practice squad. I'm not sure he makes this roster just because of all of those other guys like Josiah Scott Uh, Sasha Ray that I had mentioned I think they make it over him but man if this kid isn't pushing for a spot really love what I saw from Reed Blankenship and then Mario Goodrich you had mentioned from Clemson I think you know he being the highest uh, undrafted free agent he got the biggest contract I think that is it speaks to his talent and he's another one just like Josh Joby that I feel can play that safety as well in Jonathan Gannon's defense so having that versatility helps him So do not – a great question there, Sean. Do not count out Reed Blankenship or Mario Goodrich. They're both – they're shining, man. So they look great, man. Great question.
0: Thank you. As we know, after this, there's going to be one more game left for the preseason. Next year, there's talk about – because with the new CBAs and everything else, there's going to be the extended game because the NFL doesn't like to end things on odd weeks. We all know this. There will be an 18-game season, which I would assume, Jimmy, at that point – you're gonna have basically taking away another preseason game. So you're only gonna have two preseason games and 18 game season, which is gonna be you know for it's gonna be tough on the players. Like I understand like sometimes they talk about well, you know, it's gonna be kind of hard because once again during now they take more more practice with less pads obviously to try and prevent as many injuries as possible. But with that long extended season because now you're talking about ending the season the first week of January come next year, or if not up to the second week in January, then the Super Bowl will be pushed back a little bit because of, you know, you got to add the buys and everything else in between there. How thrilled do you believe that these NFL players are? As again, we could, we're talking about the CBA here. How exciting do you think they, they really are? Because they want to get paid more for not only the extra game they play during this season and last season, but the extra two games that are going to be playing come up next year. So, are we going to be seeing any kind of a crazy holdout that we expect that as the CBAs now start coming to fruition?
2: I think that is a great <laughs> question. And I think, yes, I think you, you're already seeing that switch in people and look, these are human beings. They're like, look, man, you guys happily screw us, trade us at the drop of a dime. So let me make sure I get mine before that happens. And I'm perfectly fine with that. But now, You are creating just chaos. And look, as a fan, do I love another game? Uh, Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I love it. But you know that these players are like, son of a bitch. If I don't get my money, I don't give a damn. So if they get their money, I think they'll be perfectly fine with it. But you said it. You're going to have to shorten that preseason, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I think what you see then is more of these joint practices. And I, I said this last year, I fell in love with these joint practices over preseason because you're getting to actually see more ones and twos and they're being put in actual game situations when you're in preseason they're running such vanilla offense defense you're seeing so many people that aren't playing the ones and twos you see for a brief moment so i think these joint practices really allow the coaches and the players to work on a lot of really great things that they aren't able to do against themselves you know you have a real opponent here and it, yeah it doesn't count but these people, you saw the chirping today, so I love that man, and I'm all aboard. You know, maybe starting the season a little bit earlier so it doesn't extend further. And you know, it, look, it, it's summertime. Oh, I don't want to miss. Shut up! Get out there! You're making <laughs> millions of dollars, and I'm not under the shut up and play. I'm just saying I would happily start a week earlier, and I think they would too. You know what I mean? It's like okay, right. I'm getting millions of dollars, and you know something you said, Angel though the one thing you know about not practicing is hard now because they don't you know okay we want to try to stay longer than 18 weeks right we want to make it to the playoffs so we got to keep these guys healthy so now you're not hitting them in practice i'm of the thought process you know i remember growing up punching a brick wall just so my fist would get stronger right so every time it, it hurts but it gets easier every time so when you're getting hit you know it gets easier every time, so now you go a month or two without getting hit, you get on the field, and this isn't your you know roommate here, old Pappy Joe. This is a guy trying to take your effing head off. So man, I, I think that it, it's a risky business, but I get it. A lot of money being put into these people, so you gotta be careful. So it's it's really tough, man. But I love that question, man. And I think that the players will be happy as long as they get their money.
1: Jim, not to not to interrupt you. Um, when you talk about a Extending the season, 18 games, obviously that's expanding rosters probably from 50, I believe it's 53, plus practice squad, correct?
2: Yeah, 16 on the practice squad now because of COVID too, so yep. I could see it adding like 55 on game day and having like 20 on the practice squad with some new rules about like how we have the last couple of years where you're allowed to bring up two guys on game day mm-hmm. where you don't actually have to take them from the practice squad to the active roster. Because what happens when you do that is then you either cut the person or you keep them on your active roster. You can't just put them back on the practice squad. So what this move allows you to do is take two guys from the practice squad on game day. They can play. And then they revert right back to the practice squad. So I, I could see something like four players being allowed to do that, but that's a great question. And I would definitely think that would happen.
1: Oh,
0: that's interesting. Okay. Now you' talking about Michael Irvin was on uh, with the guys from the fanatic in the morning with John Kicade show and, and Michael Irvin who normally now, of course it, it's funny how the world works because when he was in, in a Dallas uniform, of course the most hated man probably here in Philadelphia, Until he he got injured, thank God that he was able to walk away from that injury. Of course, not that same game day, but he was able to live a more productive life because it could have turned around completely different. He's fallen in love with Philadelphia only because he finally understood what it is, how it is to be here, the blue-collar city, the hard-working mentality that we all have in Philadelphia. And just because I moved to Tampa doesn't mean that I lost that edge and that step from philly because i constantly remind people from here i am not from philly or from florida folks yeah, i am from, from philly, philly right? shut up before you caught that <laughs> they flick. <were> slick <laughs> but <laughs> as i tell everybody you know i'm i'm not from florida i'm from philly so i knew you would end up catching it if i didn't screw myself up but the That's big thing really. is you know like uh it, michael urban talked about that that philly could potentially be a dynasty and I think that coming from Michael Irvin, he's seeing a lot more than what other people are. And we've seen that this year is probably the most talk that we've heard from every media outlet, from almost every radio station, not even the ones in Philly. I mean, you're talking about around the world down in Texas from Arizona, everywhere. And they talk about how much, much of a threat the Eagles are this season. Now, we can you know we can all assume that we're all going to get there that we're going to get to the playoffs and that's the ultimate goal for the moment. Now, I'm not even talking about Super Bowl. It's just getting to the playoffs and hopefully that we advance and don't, you know, stink it up like we did last year versus Tampa, but you couldn't expect much from Jalen Hurts plus given the injuries that happened towards the end of the season, it it kind of hindered a lot of things. But it's interesting that he does say it could be a dynasty. How much do you believe that it is actually true that Philly could be looking at maybe the next three to four years, possibly becoming that next dynasty or God forbid America's next team.
2: Angel, I'll be honest with you. I said it on this very show about a year ago. So I made the joke when Michael Irvin said, it. I said, Oh, he's been watching my show, hasn't he? So (laughs) last year I got a lot of slack because what I said was, you got to temper your expectations this year. Bumpy roads are ahead. But, you know, I said I thought we could win at least 9, 10 games. I got a lot of slack for that because I thought, look, we're not going to win the Super Bowl, but we are going to be able to build on some of these things. Holy shit. Look, the this, this season went way differently than I thought. Six weeks in, we weren't running the ball. I'm ready to jump through a window. Run the damn ball. Finally starts running the ball. The team starts finding success. So this team, they learned a lot. But one thing we talked about was brand-new coaches, uh, first year starting quarterback, all these new pieces, all this. Look for me, I knew bumpy roads, but man, did I see a lot of growth from a lot of the coaches, the players. I saw a lot of great things. So when this off season started week one for you to see people start losing their minds. And what I did was I mapped out what I thought Howie Roseman should do to get this dynasty that I've been talking about since last year. I thought, if we just weather the storm last year, get through, let Jalen Hurts develop, allow Sirianni, Gannon to learn, see what their offense and defense are going to be, then we add the right pieces. Well, what I saw was an odd front defense that needed a nose tackle, a sand linebacker, two nickel linebackers, an outside corner, a safety. Well, Howie Roseman went and drafted George Davis, signed his on Reddick, got Kaiser White, Nicobe Dean, James Bradbury, Squeecey Tart. So, They went out and added all of the pieces. I mean, anybody could see it. If you were looking at the roster, it was like, oh, that is a problem. So, Howie Roseman goes out and literally adds every single piece that I talked about on defense. Then, I talked about what it would do if we just went ahead and passed drafting another first-round wide receiver and just went ahead and traded for one. So, A.J. Brown was making it known that his best friend, Jalen Hurts, needed another star receiver. That made me lose my mind this offseason, the thought of it. We got him on draft day, and I, at that moment, I was like, it's on. Like, this is literally, you talk about the beginning of the show, one-man gang. I one-man ganged this entire offseason while they were talking about Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Jimmy Garoppolo. I set out to show what Jonathan Gannon's defense needed, what Jalen Hurts needed to show he was QB1. So, uh, look, they literally went with exactly what blueprint I had. So, for me, I cannot go back on my word now and say – Oh, I don't believe it's a dynasty now because I said it last year and I'm gonna say it again. Michael Irvin, I know you're watching. I agree hundred percent with you because what you see here is a lot of youth, but there are veteran pieces in place. But but look, Jason Kelsey, you've got Cam Jurgens, Lane Johnson, Jack Driscoll. You've got pieces in place that when these guys are gone, you replace them. We talked about Slay and Bradbury teaching McPherson, Gowan, helping these young men out. Anthony Harris being here to help Marcus Epps, Kayvon Wallace, maybe. I mean Kaiser White and TJ Edwards helping to Kobe Dean. I love every second of this team. So what you do is you don't just build for now. You build for the future as well. And if you have the money and the cap or the draft picks that we did, you set yourself up for the future. So we did that. Now let's look at the future. Right now you have about eight and a half million a half a million dollars. You can roll that over to next year. You could use it midway through the season for a trade, wherever the hell you want to do get Jesse Bates. Who cares? You have money. You have two first round picks next year and you have two second round picks the year after that. So you want to trade for somebody, you've got draft capital, you've got money. Now next year, I talked about not having cash space, but the cap will go up. The TV deals will allow that to go over. We will roll money over. But the year after that, we've got like 47 million in cap space. So you can give somebody one of those big deals with a guaranteed contract, spread that money out. So the Eagles are still sitting pretty. So whatever they build on this year, you've got two first round picks. You've got cast. I mean, you've got moves. We are still building here. So I 100% this team, I believe it, this team is a dynasty being built right in front of us. And I think this year, if we don't get to the Super Bowl, we're going to get pretty damn close to it. And I know it's all just on paper. But what you saw last year, the way this defense and offense improved with the missing pieces, just imagine what they're going to do with those added pieces.
0: Yep, absolutely. You're Jim, absolutely right about the whole entire thing. What You just lined up. I was right, Fuji. It, okay, let me once again correct myself, since you want to be the wise guy this evening. You started before the show started. It, it was my flub that, yes, I am from Philly and not Florida, as I caught myself, but thank you for picking it up, Fuji. <laughs> Go ahead, sir.
1: Anytime. <laughs> Jim, as far as, you know, the crucial thing is now, I'm not sure what the whole dynasty question is. Jalen Hurts, it's a, it's a make or break here. I mean, the man that, I mean, are the Eagles going to throw $35, $40 million his way for the next three to five years? I mean, like you said, I know the cap goes up every year, but you know, it's kind of hard to keep you know, to even have a dynasty in today's NFL. I mean, you got some guys on one-year deals like Bradbury, Kaiser White, you know, a couple guys coming off rookie deals, which it's all crucial and like I said, the biggest question going into next year will be: Is Jalen Hurts the man or not? That's that's the $64,000 question to build that dynasty. And once you pay him, you know you got a lot of pieces. You got to decide who you want to keep. You know you got Jordan Davis on a rookie deal, the mm-hmm. Kobe Dean, a couple other guys. Well,
2: it, you, you said it there, man. And I think I, I love what you said. You know, you mentioned Kaiser White, one-year deals, James Bradbury, one-year deals. I had mentioned the Nickobe Deans, the Tay Gowans, being able to learn from them. You see throughout this year, are these guys going to be ready? Do I want to bring these guys back? And some of those guys had to be signed to those contracts just because of how our cap situation was set up. But, you know, I, I laid that out before it happened. We had so much money to work with. And Howie being that fan with that money, that puts us in a great situation. So you you mentioned it right there. Now, I can sit here and say, oh, I think they're building a dynasty. What I'm saying is I think they're doing exactly what you do build a dynasty do i have any idea if they're really going to be a dynasty no dude because jalen hurts is a huge question mark and i'm a big fan big believer i've seen the development now i need to see it on sundays i need to see his progressions i need to see him with how he's holding the ball in the pocket how his footwork is going when he's escaping the pocket i mean there's so much that went into what he needed to work on and none of it was arm strength none of it was with the things that the media were talking about and I think that this kid has all the talent in the world, and he's got that blue collar Philly mentality where he's going to do everything he can to get to his best. And that's all I could ask. So we're going to find out this year. But the great thing for me is whether or not he pans out. Again, two first round picks, two second round picks after that, and ass loads of cast space, not next year, but the next. So it puts you in a position where if he has a good year, we saw with Carson Wentz. Howie knows that that what Angel had asked earlier about that money just skyrocketing into MLB territory. You want to get your quarterback paid before that happens. So if Jalen Hurts falls out, lock him up before it's too late. But also you talk about having money for other guys. What Howie's going to do is spread that money out. You know how he rolls. So I think it's obviously mm-hmm. it could go one or two ways. You're either going to trade Him and trade your picks and get a new quarterback next year, whether that's a veteran who you feel, holy shit, look at this whole roster. All we need is a quarterback. So we're sitting pretty regardless of what happens with Jalen Hurts. I'm confident in him, but I, I love your question there. I think someone just asked this on my show earlier. I think the Eagles, if he has a really good year, I think they just go ahead and try to get him paid as quickly as they
1: can.
0: Right. I think so. Well, Joey B, it's been a while. Good to see you back here on the show, making the Joey. comments. It was a comment that was made earlier and said the Eagles lack of depth on secondary, especially at the safety, will be the biggest issue, which is absolutely correct. I mean, and we saw in preseason game one. Mm-hmm. And again, we know that, Jimmy, that obviously it's it's not the starting lineup that we're going to see during the regular season. And we saw a lot of mistakes, you know, not saying that nothing's perfect as, as every team is making the same adjustments as well. And I think we're probably one of the better looking ones that are out there so far, but, you know, I, I agree as, as far as with the, what the comment that was made there. And also uh to kind of follow it. There was two other comments. The other one was uh, impossible to have a dynasty in today's NFL, which is just about true with the way it is. Cause the storyline changes year after year. And then the other comment was that you, you, are great and we should bring you down here for live podcast for the home opener, which is going to be huge down here at Tampa Joe's. So listen, I'll make sure to Mike Klein, he's trying to jump on here with us, but I'll make sure he sends his private jet. I'll tell him to fuel it up, you know, make sure he's got it all ready for you so you can come down here for the season opener on September 11th.
2: Let's go, (laughs) baby! Let's go! Hey, you think I'm crazy here? Wait till you see me at a game.
0: Listen, that's that's what I try Mm -hmm. to tell Vince. I said to Vince from Philly Sports Trips, that he has no idea. He saw a small taste of Fuji just two weekends ago, I think it was, or even, yeah, two weekends ago when it happened, and which then, of course, made him viral from that point. And uh, that was thanks to the Waterboys for putting it out there. But it, as far as when it comes to Vince, Vince has no idea what that man and the damage he can do, but everybody will see because when he's driving the bus down there to D.C., he's going to go absolutely crazy. So I can't wait for Fuji to be driving that bus. So, Jimmy, if you want to jump on the bus, let him know.
2: And We're going right, to make that happen one of the these games. <laughs> <laughs> We're making it happen. This, I Honestly, I tailgating is a one a of a my t- favorite in things yeah. in the world. Yep, no. John, you no. better be there if I'm showing up. Because the one thing I love the most about this, you know, we all know my story. I started this on my deathbed. Like, I just really wanted to talk about Eagles, where the media just wanted to talk about dumb shit. So, I literally, <laughs> since that moment, you know, when you're staring death in the face, you kind of just put things in perspective. And the one right. thing I love, uh, obviously my family most, but the Eagles. And I literally have dedicated every second from that moment to not only building my brand, but just reaching other guys like you guys and just spreading that brotherly love. So if we can make that happen and meet some other fans and just spread that brotherly love and show people why we are the greatest fans in the world, that's what I live for, man. So I'm all about it.
1: Hell
0: yeah! Let's go! I knew you were charming with his, but... We
1: can fire up the whole goddamn stadium, baby. We we'll even, we'll even get Philly sports
2: guy out there. You remember last year when everyone was booing hurts and stuff? I I remember making a post. I was like, I'm yelling louder than twenty thousand people when they would boo. Then I would let's go, like, and everyone's just like, holy shit. I'm like, don't worry, I got this, <laughs> dude. I just I've been doing nothing but try to support this team ever since. You know, they've literally won the Super Bowl and they fell off after that. But I will never fall off. I will always bleed green. So uh, anybody Amen. who else is like that, that's, you know, and that's why I love you guys so much, because you're just like that, man. And you just Amen. you want to love your birds.
0: Yeah. No, it's Let true. Die. The, die the funny thing lose. Is, as much as Fuji likes to tease me because I'm down here, and no, I have not converted over to a Bucks fan. I may talk about yeah. it because obviously I live in the area the same way I talk about mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and obviously the Titans that I do the broadcast for. Hopefully I'll be back again come next season. But no, listen, it, there's – You can talk about – and I'm pretty sure like Chicago fans can say some of my lovely producers, a Chicago Bears fan. You can talk about different teams that are out there, but I think the passion that the Eagles fans have had and just the frustration, we know it, year after year, 52 years it had taken us to finally win the big one. And it happens. The biggest party that Philly's ever seen, I would hate to see what it would be like for a second Super Bowl victory in Philly because that massive party – and I started originally when I was still home before I moved down here – when I lived down in South Philly, I actually walked the entire parade route. So I started about four in the morning. Went down there to the link before they set up the barricades. Walked all the way down Patterson, all the way up broad. Down there to uh, as, far, as, as far as to the, uh, good Lord. Why am I drawing a blank? The museum. The museum. There you go. To the art museum. I and was then- right
2: in front of the museum. I thought being there at 530 was nuts. I was just standing there, though. That's awesome, dude. Love the dedication. Uh-
0: well, ahead yeah. no listen it, I had I had fun that day even though it was that cold was I didn't awesome. feel it until after when I was standing at about nine o'clock in the morning I could finally feel like it was hitting my bones like oh I, I don't yeah. know how long this is gonna it's gonna go but once they started pumping the music through the speakers more people started adding in you can forget about anything you didn't even have to drink because the the just the heat from everybody yeah. being there the excitement, the party. And then you add Jason Kelsey's speech just waiting for the whole entire time and no one knew that <sighs> that, that was even coming. Epic,
1: epic, epic.
0: Yeah. So you, He's I mean, proud. this was something that I cannot yeah. wait and see what's going to happen the second go around because they estimated, I think, at, at one point about a million plus that they expected down there. I would imagine it was even bigger than that. And I don't even know right. how in the world the city even ran that day because truthfully Seriously. that should have been a national holiday just for that one day. And every employee should have been should have been off. What's that Million. Do? That
1: was like three or four million people compared to parade.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yep. But you know, again, I can't Here. wait to see. I like I, I would love to see it. St- well, a lot of us would. That first one though, it meant so much. And and for me to be part of at the time when when Bleeding Green Nation was together, now I was with John Barchard, uh, with Jimmy Seltzer, and with BGN, when, when they were together the first time around originally, I, I had so much fun with them that night because it was, it, we walked from, from where we were watching a game, from where WIP was, we ended up doing a walking podcast all the way down, basically to Center City. Once we got there, I lost the guys because that was it. It was, it was so many massive people down here and having so much fun that it, I was just lost in the sauce. So I ended up walking all the way back to go get my car to finally make it back down to South Philly. I kid you not from that day forward, I called out for my job because I told them the next time you guys see me will be after the parade. And it's exactly what I did. I called out for six days straight until the parade came around. So I didn't go back to work until I think that following Saturday, I was in party celebration mode. And, and, and I hope to see it again, because if it happens again, I'll be leaving from here to go back to Philly and celebrate and just do it all. Matter of fact, we might just get together and do a multi-podcast that day just to have fun with everybody out in the streets.
2: I'm in, and it's coming soon. I and I hear what everybody someone said about big, the Not Dynasty. One big ass podcast. What? Get ready for a lot of parties. I understand what someone's saying. You can't have a dynasty. And look, in today's age, I love the discrepancy every year where it's like, oh, well, actually, this team is there, this team. And look, let's be real here. It's going to be almost impossible to win back-to-back. But for me, what I believe is this is a contender. and It's a dynasty because I think they are capable of winning championships. And I know it sounds crazy, but look what you did on offense. You added the perfect compliment to each other, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith together. And then on the other side, you've got – James Bradbury and Darius Slay. So two of the very important positions in a passing league. I think that just right there, if you start and then you go with everything we said today, you'll see why I believe that.
1: Jim, I got one quick question. I know Wentz is on a rookie deal. There are similarities in 2017. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, you brought in Tory Smith, Alshon Jeffery, Garrett Blunt, Chris Long. A couple other guys are right, you brought in veterans, exactly. I mean, you know, Wentz on his rookie so deal, Jalen Hurts, it's wow. still similar.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think I see shades of that, and what I see is a brotherhood being built, and that's what you want to see not just on the field but that's off true. the field. You, you want to see these guys. B- bonding and one of the things I talked about was unacceptable 31st in the league last year with 29 sacks so what you do is you add a nose tackle because you didn't have one you add a Sam linebacker who has a specific role that does drop into coverage sometimes but he's going to pass rush nonstop. and I think that This team is a completely different monster. And what you're seeing is exactly what we did in 2017. You've got the young quarterback. You've got that depth on the defensive line. A questionable secondary. But I think the corners are way better. The safeties are what people question. We've actually got linebackers now. We've got the number one rushing attack with the best offensive line. And we just added A.J. Brown with Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins is getting better. And Dallas Goddard. So... I really think this team, people are sleeping on this team, and I know people thought I was crazy last year when I said, I think we'll be contenders by next year, but this is what I envisioned. If how we could just add these pieces, and now I envision you keep doing what I've talked about, and that's why I feel it could be a dynasty. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I'm just sticking to my guns that I said last year, and I think we're sitting pretty. This is what the Patriots did to build a dynasty. You just keep adding the right pieces. Well,
1: Jim, my question is the thing. Is Gannon going to – Hopefully, Gannon's not going to play the same defense where he didn't blitz. You know, to bend don't break like Jim Schwartz. Now you got how many? Well, wow. I mean, you got these. You got the front seven: which Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, BG coming off the Achilles, Josh Sweat, and old you know Milton Williams, Javon Hargrave. The linebackers, like I mean, they were going oh, like, or, yeah. or, or were they second or third? In the league last year, I mean, with least amount of sacks. Now, if it's me, you're blitzing the goddamn house, like I said. Rack shop on the video, then went viral. There's no reason they ought to be putting the fear in the eyes of the uh, fear of God in these quarterbacks' eyes.
2: Am well, right uh, my thought. Well, my thought process has been this. Now, earlier in the offseason, I saw a lot of confusion from the media, the fans, and the media were doing it to the fans. And they kept trying to convince people that the Eagles were changing a defense. Um, That is way incorrect. I don't know what the media was watching last year because the Eagles actually ran odd fronts all of last season. Uh, We ran nickel. 41% 41% of the time, 28% of the time we were in three-three-five, which is just an odd man front nickel. And then our base defense was a 3-4, which we ran 22% of the time. So over 50% of the time you were in odd fronts. Now, if you're going to run odd fronts, you need to have a nose tackle. What we did not have was a nose tackle. So you're seeing guys like Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox playing out of place. So that people are, why are they not getting sacks? Why are they not this, that, the other thing? Well, that's because you have guys that are playing roles they shouldn't be. You have guys like Alex Singleton and TJ Edwards trying to grow, but not the guys you needed at the time. So I thought Jonathan Gannon had great ideas, but my question for him last year was always, if you don't have the right personnel, why are we running these teams? Now, I think for me, he wanted to see, Okay, who's actually going to work out and where? What I saw last year was okay, you desperately need a nose tackle. You have to get a Sam linebacker to upgrade over Janard Avery. You need a guy that can not only pass rush, but drop into coverage. Son Reddick was my number one priority because of that reason. Well, people freaked out about it. It's not, dude, he'll probably drop back five to 10% of the time. Like, literally, he's not going to do it much. But having that ability to disguise this defense, running a three, four, running, there's going to be so many multiple schemes the 5-2 overhang, having the, I mean, four man fronts are going to be there, but the fact that you have versatile players that can switch from a defensive end to a D-tackle to a linebacker, this allows the Eagle to be so much more versatile. So you went out, you added real linebackers, Kaiser White and Kobe Dean. They're going to make TJ Edwards flourish. You upgraded over Steven Nelson with Bradbury. And I understand the concern with safety, but I think Epps is really improving. Love to see what Sasha Ray can do. We'll see if we add Bates or whatever, but I think this team... My God, my! how can you not get excited about this team, Fuji? How can you not get excited about this team, what they built here? here? And I think Jonathan Gannon is the question mark. But my thing is, last year, we ended up top 10 in yards allowed. And that's after an atrocious start to this season. We were shit, allowing Derek Carr to look like Tom Brady out there. So he had to learn some things, too. It wasn't just Nick Sirianni cleaning things up. So this defense vastly improved. And that's with... All of the missing pieces. So I sought out this year to be like, okay, how can Jonathan Gannon be successful? And all of those pieces they added were the reason why I think he'll be successful. And look, the Broncos and Texans try to get him as their head coach because the dude is really, really smart. He knows what he's doing, but I felt lack of personnel was no excuse for him. So I wasn't sitting there last year like, oh, this is okay. It pissed me off. But what I was adamant about this all season was, Do not trade for a quarterback. You use those damn picks and that money and you get the defense. So now we've got a defense. Now you find out if you could just run that damn ball right down everyone's throat, and then that defense can help you out. So for me, this defense is going to be a top five, top three even defense. And the way you do that is – you stop the run. Something we couldn't do last year by adding a zero-shade, one-technique guy in Jordan Davis. He's going to eat up three blockers, four blockers at the same time. This guy is a monster. And then people are saying, oh, he's going to play over Cox, or Cox is playing over him, or Hargrave. They'll play next to each other. When you have odd fronts, you got Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and then Reddick and Sweat outside. Holy shit, I'd hate to be an offensive line. So this defense has improved the personnel now you said about blitzing my thing is we were the team that blitzed the least last year and we ended up with thir- we were 31st in the league with only 29 exactly. seconds my my thing was though this year it's not about blitzing more that was not my thing my issue before this all season started was you're not going to blitz more in these odd fronts the reason you want to run these odd fronts is so you don't have to blitz you have more guys in coverage Because a guy like Jordan Davis essentially becomes two, three people on that line. And I really think you're going to, it's about creating pressure. So what you do is you have these odd man fronts. And when you have Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, taking up all these gaps, you allow your linebackers to hit their gaps, fill them with ease. And a lot of times it's not going to be considered a blitz, but this team is going to create so much more pressure. So I agree with you hundred percent Fuji that, you have to create more pressure. And that's what you did by adding Jordan Davis, Hassan, Reddick, Kaiser, White, Nicobe Dean, all these guys that can get after the quarterback that can, this versatile scheme defense is going to make people shit their pants. Offenses are going to sit there and be like, Oh God, we can turn from a three, four to a four, three to a five, two. just like that with the same damn personnel. So, Let's go. I think Jonathan Gannon will be gone after this season, but not because he had a hard time, because he's going to show people why two teams already tried to get him as head coach even after he struggled. Imagine after he has a good year, everybody will be calling. So this dynasty, my thought process is, I hope Denard Wilson's listening a lot to Gannon and hope he can maybe step it up and take over. I'd love to see this in-house dynasty being built with the coaches, players, front office, everybody at the top of their game.
0: Oh. There will be a lesson. You're getting a lot of love out there, Jimmy. That's all I have to say. Joey B's on fire with the comments here saying that you should be doing I cannot see any comments,
2: but thank you, everyone.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully that I'll tell you. Well, the one he put it here uh, was Jimmy should do the pregame speech at Temple Alice football before their home games. And then he said that your rant there was phenomenal. So uh, just kind of fill it in. And then he's been going back and forth between Fuji and Sean. But listen, and, and I was trying to get the uh, the owner of Philly of the South on here, but apparently I guess he can't make the connection. It was going back and forth, so but that's the way you end up and end, end up ending the show. Good Lord, if I can get the marbles out of my freaking mouth, <laughs> <here>. <laughs> but that's the way you end up. End up uh, Jesus, for a second time, thanks for, for laughing and screwing me up for a second time there. But yeah, listen, walking uh, two at the same time that i can do right Slick. don't worry about that one that i can definitely do but listen, now, jimmy first of all thank you once again for joining us tonight and of course for our sponsors as well don't forget you guys fill the bus fill the buses i mean everyone from eop to fourth and john you name it they filled up their buses there's over 700 folks if i remember correctly going 600. down there to over 600
1: i believe
0: so all right well Love listen it. i'm pretty sure i can fill up another bus it, it's not that hard so I'm pretty sure they can fill up another one. But anyways, fill those buses up, you guys. Make that trip down there to DC to that that disgusting, stupid looking state you have down there. That's just right?
1: full of Stay safe.
0: Yeah. Just Wear listen. your
2: helmet and shoulder pads if you can. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Uh, but we'd like to thank Philly Sports Trips.com, our partners out there. And we thank you. And don't forget to always visit Philly Trips.com. Not only obviously for the DC game, the Arizona game, I believe, is sold out, but the many more trips that he have, not only just for the NFL season with the Eagles, but also with the Phillies. They had a couple games that are be coming up some uh with the NBA season once they get started. And I believe there's one. It's this, I almost I'm almost certain it's before Super Bowl weekend that there's a bus trip it might be to New York. So I'm wondering if a lot of people are going to go see Ben up there, even if Ben decides he wants to come out. But uh, if you were going to make the trip up there before Super Bowl weekend, uh, I think it's like that Saturday. And then the Sunday, obviously it's, it's a big game, but we'd like to thank Vince for coming on with us at trips.com Don't forget, fill those buses up and take a look at their other packages. And if you guys have never been part of the tailgate experience, make sure you do so at least once it is worth the money. And Oh, hold on. Nope. I was going to bring him on, but he disappeared again. And so hopefully you guys can just enjoy the tailgate experience. You'll never go wrong. Of course, don't forget about now down here in Tampa, Tampa Joe's where Fuji will be with me here on opening day, big kickoff party from 11 to five. There's going to be a tent with food, drinks, DJ, just almost like the same playoff type atmosphere. But it's going to be for the home opener. So don't forget, sign up through Philly to South Facebook page. Let them know that you're going so they can get a great head count. And we expect for everybody to be down there. And Fuji's coming all the way from Philly just for that one alone. So it's going to be about six hours worth of madness, especially with Mm -hmm. Fuji out there. And uh, he doesn't know, but he's not going home. What's that, Fuji?
1: Not the crack. It's not the home opener. The home opener is the 19th on the money against the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a season
1: opener. It's two different things.
0: Okay. Thanks once again. I just
1: wanted to clarify out with you and everybody.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And Fuji, by the way, uh, Joey B says, are you making the Arizona or the Houston trip this season?
1: I'm I'm going down to big big Texas. I'm going to be hanging out with Big Swords and MD Kalu.
0: Yeah, it's going to All be a good time right. down here It's going to be a great party. You better get be- ready
1: for the wrath of the. Leading green nations coming
0: with me. Man, we're going, to, we turn, agree? We're
1: going to turn that town no. green.
0: Oh boy. It, it should like be like a awesome.
1: tsunami coming.
0: Oh boy. But it's, like it's green. Coming. It's going to be a good one regardless. Of just just tune in. Just watch. And by the way, if you guys are going to broadstreetself.com and you don't see it up and running, it's because it is being rebuilt. So it'll be launched by next week or over the weekend. Just tune in for that. It's going to be more interactive, a lot more stuff going on. So make sure you visit Uh It is under construction, so hopefully it'll pop up again over the weekend because there's a lot of work that I have to put into it. But uh, and Joey B. says a tsunami... And Green Cowboy looks, oh boy. <laughs> Fusion Cowboys. Houston will be epic. And by the way, uh, Joey B, congratulations to your Colorado Avalanche. Now, let me see if I can, well, he keeps going in and out from the screen, so if not, I'll have to have him on the next episode. No I was in Houston, they're uh, what Joey B says. But listen, thanks also to lgdirect.net. If you guys have a credit card terminal but need payment solutions, please visit lgdirect.net. And also for any apparel, hoodies, t-shirts, you name it, you can go ahead and visit lgdirect.net. Also, don't forget about Big Sarge and BigSargeSports.com. You guys can check him out from Monday through Friday on the Indy Clue in the Trenches show on Houston Sports Radio on Houston Sports Talk 790. From ten to twelve Central Standard Time, and that is Monday through Friday. And don't forget to visit BigSargeSports.com Sar- Big every Tuesday and Thursday. He launches new episodes, so make sure you check that out. And uh, Joey B, as I'm trying to get everything closed out here, he says, "Go abs!" Uh, yeah, listen, they, the, Joey, they were too fast and furious for the Lightning. I will say it, it's ridiculous, and I for the next five years, I I would believe it. I would definitely believe it. Those guys had Rockets on their skates. Jimmy, Biden, before we know. close this out, did you happen to see any of the Stanley Cup finals?
2: I did get to see some of it, and uh, what you just said is exactly what I saw.
0: Yeah. It was it, it, an
1: avalanche, they, man. No. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, no, they had Rockets on their
0: skates. They were fun to watch. They were. I listen, I admit it. They were, they were a lot of I fun like to watch. Flyers. Yeah, well, listen, the, the Flyers. Don't the get flyers me started. Have, <laughs> that's going to be for another show. Cause that's, they have dumbbells on Earth skates. Unfortunately, they don't have rockets. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a while before we even see the know. Flyers turn in. Dumbbells in the today. front
1: office, too. Yeah, exactly. It's, I'll agree to that one million percent.
0: Yep, that is true. But well, let's thanks to everyone tuning in tonight. Thank you for my producer over in Studio B. We do appreciate it. And hold on. Well, last comment here from Joey B says Fuji has rockets in his drinking hands. That is so true, Joey B. That is absolutely I true.
1: Used to. I retired.
0: No, that's not true. That's not true. Thanks, Joey B for coming back and tuning in. I'm Mike, unfortunately, I will have to get you on the next show because you keep bouncing in and out. I don't know if I can let me see if I can add them real quick. Nope now uh, let's see i'm
2: surprised it didn't kick me off that's yeah. my biggest surprise <laughs> that that's so true episode.
0: yeah that's uh but that's okay well, listen but everyone else thank you for tuning in we'll be back on tuesday and don't forget also the coaching session show we'll be back on it's normal night on monday everything's pretty much ironed out so that'll be volume seven and that will be from parenting and the clothing that your kids where so tune in for that show on monday night at eight o'clock then we'll be back here next tuesday followed by the following thursday so thanks to sean fuji especially for jimmy jimmy by the way please let people know exactly where they can find you on social media
2: sure uh you can check out my youtube channel on the road to victory uh, with jimmy smith uh, or you can check me at otr number two Victory. Um, always just trying to keep up with the latest, greatest news, and uh, trying to not talk about all the misinformation and hot takes. I leave that to the three-lettered people of the world, um, and try <laughs> to just stick with, you know, talking about cap space, talking about defense, and just. I I love the game, you know, so I'm always trying to learn, always trying to bring people on that can teach us more. So that's where you guys can find me. If you're a nut job and you love the birds, I can't wait to (laughs) talk live with you. But, Sean, it was awesome meeting you tonight. You had a lot of great questions. I really love it, man. And Angel and Fuji, it is always a pleasure to join you guys. So I'm looking forward to dancing with you three next time,
0: man. All right, Jimmy. And thank you to all the
2: fans out there. You guys are awesome.
0: Go birds! definitely and indeed that is so true fuji do us a favor and take us out go birds